0: Good morning, York College. Greetings from East Hill. My name is Glenn Dahlman. I'm the worship and family minister at East Hill. And if you haven't had a chance to join us on a Sunday morning, just want to extend an invitation. Nine o'clock on Sundays, we have a, a time of Bible class, several options. Ten o'clock is our worship service. You would be most welcome to join us. And on a side note, if there's anything that we could do I might be able to do to be a support to you while you are here at your college. Please do not hesitate to reach out. In the recent York High School one act adaptation of Bonnie and Clyde, which our high school team won the class B state championship in this last December, of which my daughter was a part of that team, we encounter Bonnie Parker, and Clyde Barrows. They first meet each other, and she's trying to check him out to see, is this the kind of guy I want to hook up with? And so she's quizzing him with some questions, and so she tells him, I've got plans. And she's thinking to herself, I'm not so sure that my plans include hooking up with an outlaw. Clyde responds, most people say." have plans but they're only dreams i've got plans i'm not waiting around for my plans to come to be you've got to make your own luck and tragically bonnie said yes and joyden clyde barrows and they began a crime spree which spanned several years they became one of the fbi's most wanted which ended in the FBI's ambush and a rain of bullets killing Bonnie and Clyde, May 23, 1934. He had plans, all right, and they included going out like a ball of fire. How about you? Who here has plans for your future? I assume that all of you have plans, otherwise you would not be in college. But some of you might just have dreams, might just have wishes, fears, wondering if your plans will ever become a reality. Almost everything about our future is uncertain. Where will I live? Who will I marry? What will I do? Will I be successful at it? But there are three certainties. First, we will all die. There's no escaping it. There's no preventing it. It's a certainty. The book of James says, while you don't even know what will happen tomorrow, what is your life? Your life is a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Certainty number two life will be a continuous struggle for survival. The truism life is not fair, could not be more true. The person who assumes an easy and comfortable life is only fooling themselves will end up bitterly disappointed. Life is a continuous struggle for survival. The final certainty. Without vision, you will go nowhere really fast. Let me repeat that. Without vision, you will go nowhere really fast. Put it another way, if you don't know where you're going, then you're going to be right where you are, which is nowhere. Today, I want to talk about your plans for your future and why you need a vision that includes God. So what is vision? Vision is the ability to think about And imagine a future that does not yet exist. And you imagine this future despite whatever circumstances you are encountering right now. This vision grabs a hold of you. It directs your actions. It motivates what you do and what you don't do. It requires imagination. You need to be able to place yourselves into a better future. It requires the ability to hope despite whatever depressing circumstances you might be in right now. Vision is the coach who calls her team together at the first practice of a new season and says, I see this team making the postseason. I see these players. I see you excelling and improving your stats and surpassing your personal bests, I see this team getting to a point where they work in such harmony that you know what each other are thinking before it happens out on the court. I see champions before me. And all this is despite last season's record, despite all the new players on the team, the coach says with vision, I see champions in front of me. From my perspective, most people, though, don't have this kind of vision. As Clyde Barrows put it, most people just have dreams. It seems to me that some people start with a vision of a better future for themselves, but then they get bogged down and they lose sight of it. They become focused on just surviving the here and now. They lose sight of of where they are going. You need to have vision because without vision, you're stuck in today's problems. You're not going to grow. You're not going to find fulfillment. And that's a certainty. Not having a personal vision is a problem for some. But the problem for others is having a fantastic vision that does not include god these people seem to have been born with a drive to succeed they are naturally self-disciplined and smart they get up early without an alarm clock they have all the right connections they have people that would give them the shirt off their back they are the types of people that the rest of us love to hate yet if it weren't so interesting watching how they have one success after another Truthfully, I'm envious of people who seem to have it all together. They know where they're going, and they know how they're going to get there. These people have a crystal clear vision for themselves, but God is not in it. They are their own masters, and they feel like they are in control like Clyde Barrows. Jesus spoke about these kinds of folks when he said, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul the obvious answer is there's nothing worth trading for your soul here's some more certainties there is a god there is a bodily resurrection there is a judgment Success, adventure, good friends, these are all great things to have, but to have everything that you ever desired and to neglect God is still to end up losing everything. Our vision for a better future must include God. Jesus had a vision. He had the vision that what we call the gospel. The gospel is God's vision of a better future for the world, a better future for you and me. It's a vision of redeeming humanity from sin and death and making a new world. It's about peace, justice, fulfillment. Those who put their faith in Jesus Christ will be resurrected to wake up into this new world. This vision motivated and directed Jesus' life. Listen to the writer of Hebrews explain Jesus' vision. He said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And here's the vision statement. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus saw the better future for mankind. And because he knew what that future was, he endured the torture of the cross. And when God raised him back from life, he looked back at that cross and he scorned it. He says, I have beat death. I have beat you. And what's more, God has seated him at his right hand, which is another way of saying that Jesus is the king. He is orchestrating things in this world right now, bringing it to God's final conclusion, the vision of God. This is why Jesus says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Life is more than finding a little bit of happiness for yourself. Life is more than becoming the best of the best at what you do. Life is ultimately about the opportunity to meet the Lord and live in this new creation. So my question for us today, for you today, is does your Vision include God. Clyde Barrows had a vision. He seized the day and he took life by the horns, but in the wake he left broken lives, and he wasted his one and only shot at this life. Jesus, too, had a vision. He lived every day with purpose and passion. He lived out of a love for humanity and a knowledge of what God was doing And he fulfilled his purpose. Here's the point. Everyone needs to have a personal vision of a better future. And that vision needs to include God. Without vision, you're stuck inside today's problems. But your vision must include God's vision for your life, or you will have lived it in vain. Let me make one more suggestion. Don't just have a vague vision of your future. Write it down. Write it down in the present tense. Get excited about it. Be practical. Be real. How do I see myself? Where do I want to be? How do, what kind of impact do I want to have? What kinds of things would I be doing? Write that down. And when you write it, include God. Thank you for your time.